and welcome back to another episode of Always Open, a show about mental health, relationships, and everything in between. We're so glad you're here. I am your host, Barbara Dunkelman, and today I have two of my wonderful friends with me, starting with Hannah McCarthy. Hello. Hi, I'm Hannah. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> and Jessica Basami. Hello. Hi. Nice to see you guys again. <laughs> I feel like I always have to clap for well, my I know. You know? Well, yeah. Especially when I'm on with like you two. Yeah. Not to say anything oh. bad about anyone else, but you two. I'm like, you guys just are like us. my closer friends. We're just, <laughs> like, yeah. Forget the rest of them. We're so excited. It's just us hanging out. We're just, just hanging. Yeah. We're just here to hang out. It's to be yeah. like us going to lunch or brunch yeah, together. Yeah. Exactly. Or Except anything. there are some things that we would not talk about on this podcast, maybe. But right? other, you never you know. know. <laughs> I know. That, those are for today, private conversations. Yeah. <laughs> today it all comes out. <laughs> I know. Um, no. Before we get into the show, I also want to take a moment to say thank you to anyone who is a first member. Uh, the first members at roosterteeth.com really help make us do these shows, be able to make everything we love uh, and really support all the content here at Rooster Teeth, including All Good No Worries and Always Open and everything we make. So Thank if you. you are able to, please sign up for first membership. Um, it's wonderful. It really supports us. And we thank you for it. And if not, at least come over to Rooster and watch this on the website okay, where yeah. you can find all other cool stuff. You can find yeah. all kinds of stuff Tons on of stuff. the website. It's yeah. amazing. So yes, thank you. We have a whole back members. catalog of some incredible stuff over the years, man. <laughs> oh, it's yeah? Been gr- yeah. Do you have like a go-to thing that you recommend people when you're like, come check out our website? Like, Ooh, oh, yeah. I'm in this show. Um, well, it's not even – well, um, I mean, it's Arizona Circle, mm. but it's not because I'm in it. It's just because I just – It's like, so good. I was going to say Last Laugh. Yeah, Last Laugh you. is great, yeah. too. Those are all <laughs> great. Haunter – like yeah. all of them, and then uh, to some of yeah, more of my um, my female friends that are like mental health, definitely this show. Yeah, but this show, right. obvi- well, obviously, obviously, yeah. that yeah. goes without saying. That's, a, that's yeah. an obvious. We don't I'll give your twenty say. bucks but, later. <laughs> yeah, but even yeah. like million dollars, but like I loved that show too. Yeah, you know? yeah. We make a lot of fun a lot stuff. Of fun we stuff. really do. We've been doing yeah. this for over twenty years now. So <sighs> you make a lot of stuff in twenty years. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. It's, Sometimes I get lost. I'm like, God, that we've done all of that. Do you guys ever go through like old photos from many, many years back and are like, man, like I really should have taken in the fact that I was so happy or like I was really enjoying the thing. <laughs> I knew you were going there. Because like I, that happens to me so often where I'll go back and I'll look at like mm-hmm. memories from a certain time period of my life and I'm yeah. just like at that time, mm. I was so stressed out and I was like not mm. happy. But then I look back on it and I go, I had so much fun yeah. back then. Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. Hindsight. I know. It's yeah. the, the wild thing about hindsight is like the things in the moment, things feel really difficult. And then once you're out of it or you're you're able to look back with like new perspective, you're like, oh, my gosh, this was. Yeah, I, I was so stressed. And like it really isn't in, in retrospect, it wasn't that that bad you know? it's so interesting though because it we, we say we feel those feelings of when we look back we're like i actually had a lot of fun but when we were there in the moment mm-hmm. and we were being stressed there is a level of like did i yeah did i recognize that i was also having fun if right. i'm recognizing it later mm-hmm. i don't know it's weird of the way the brain works in that way it's so, like, the saying of like you're you don't realize you're in the good old days until like, <laughs> you are in the good old your, days yeah, right now yeah, yeah exactly yes yeah it's true and i think part of it too is just like it's uh you as you get older, we were literally just talking before we started, like about how we're getting old. Um, which yeah, you're looking at some early to mid thirties ladies up in here, <laughs> yeah, old ladies. Um, but which also, by entertainment standard, <laughs> geriatric, geriatric yes. yeah, at this point, yes. Um, 
it's stuff like your risk, your not risk tolerance. Well, your risk tolerance might change, but your stress tolerance changes. So yeah. to, like the, I think the reality is like when you're going through stuff when you're younger, it is at that point the most stressful thing you've done with. So it's not fair to like That's true. hold yourself in the past to like a standard that you have now of mm-hmm. like, why would I be that really wasn't that bad? Because at that time, that may have been like one of the biggest things you've ever dealt with. And it was new and novel true. and each time you go through something, true. your your threshold, your stress threshold changes. So yeah. you are able to cope with things like that now because you've gone through it. So it's already like, gone through it. Yeah, because I was know? just thinking, I was like, there's this one shoe for a premium show we did a few years ago where I was just like stressed, panic yeah. attacks, crying. And then I look back now, I'm like, oh, I could do that shoot again. Yeah. And then I know all the different things <laughs> yeah. I would do better and improve. Yeah. And I have the confidence now. Mm-hmm. But as I look back, of course, but then I was like, I'm lost. <laughs> I think it, it kind of just goes to show like how much time really does heal heal all wounds yeah. like we talk about like oh just give it time give it time but like honestly yeah time away from something makes you be like well that wasn't mm-hmm. a big deal i know yeah. but while, while you're in it you're like ah yeah yeah it's so hard to hold that perspective sometimes yeah. especially when emotions are raging yeah mm-hmm. i felt bad because uh you know earlier this summer in june trevor broke his finger yeah mm-hmm. uh, and this was like as he was essentially just getting into the groove of like working out mm-hmm. and like being really physically like active and stuff mm-hmm. like that and then when you have a broken finger you really can't do much yeah. you can't like lift anything you can't do all these things and he got like really upset over that time of just like I feel like I was making such good progress mm-hmm. and now this is happening and it's it was seven weeks he had to have his oh, cast no, on yeah. which is like such a long time to not be able to do anything with your hand yeah yeah uh, and then I was like, there's going to come a time where you're getting your cast off <laughs> where this becomes a distant memory. And you're yeah. not even going to be thinking about like how upset you are in this moment and how frustrating this is. Obviously, it is very frustrating. But when you are past this, you're going to look back and be like, I don't even remember those feelings anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's good perspective to hold because there have been many times where if there's an event or some big work thing or something hard that's coming up, I always think like the Monday after that, this will all be over with. It, it's just crazy thinking of the day after yeah. it's all over. We think about mm-hmm. that reset. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so strange. And I'm thinking just like, it'll all be over after this day. Isn't it crazy how time, you also just like move time so quickly, the next yeah. day it's just gone. Everything yeah. that you were stressing over is just over. Mm-hmm. It's yep. weird. It's true. It's a simulation, <laughs> really, you know. Yeah, it's true. And also it's like, what does it get you? Like, it's something I've I've thought a lot about, like, the older I get, too, of just, like, it's easier said than done. But, like, worrying is suffering twice. It's yes. putting yourself through preemptive stress and anxiety about something that hasn't even happened. And then you go through the thing and you're maybe stressed out or whatever. But it doesn't really achieve that much Mm -hmm. for you it's really hard not to do it i'm a deeply anxious person as we Mm -hmm. know from the times i've spoken on on this uh, podcast um but it is it's something i try to be more cognizant of now when i'm in my feelings Mm -hmm. and i feel anxiety coming on or i'm stressed out about something that's going wrong or something like that and i if i'm also very um you know, self-flagellating. I'm very critical of myself. Yeah. And I was talking to someone recently and it's like, what am I gaining by doing that, by being overly stressed out about something that hasn't happened or by being overly self-critical? It's like, what do I think I'm achieving through this? And it's like extending some grace to myself, Mm -hmm. allowing myself to be stressed out or to to feel that stress of this thing is going to happen and I'm worried Mm -hmm. about it. But 
I shouldn't really give it more than just that passing thought of like, okay, there's, I can do what I can to prepare for it. And that's about all I can do. Yeah, that's great. And then I just have to kind of let it, let it go until the time comes. There was a phrase I would often say to myself when I was pregnant, which was just like, don't worry about things (laughs) that are more than a couple days ahead. Because it's just, there's really, you just have to, yeah. And that's, I'm very prone to that. I I spiral a lot. And so it's. It was this sense of like, there's, it's also another thing I think people say is like, there's no way um, through it, but to do it. Yeah. It's like, you just mm, have, have to, to like, take no things as they come. These are all these really hackneyed cliche phrases <laughs> that I'm like, yeah, I, I love cliche no, phrases. But yeah, it's, yeah. And they're usually cliche because there's a degree of truth to yeah, them, absolutely. right? And like, that was very much kind of the approach that I had was just like, I have to just, I think in the past, I would really, like when I was younger, I would work myself up about mm. things that were going to happen and mm-hmm. how stressed I was about yep. them. And I would sit there and spend forever thinking about all the ways things could go wrong. Don't get me wrong. I still do that. Oh. But maybe not to the extent <laughs> yeah. I did. Mm. For sure. Um, and it was just such an exhaustive use of energy for yeah. something that was all hypothetical. It was all, that's the thing. You know, yeah. it's not, it's, it's all what ifs. It's what ifs. And you're not getting a ton out of that other than then I think it's like a survival mechanism where we're like, yeah. I can anticipate every possible. Well, I actually, I saw a thing about how yeah. it actually is a survival uh, perspective of human beings where mm-hmm. it's like, well, let's say you hear a noise in the jungle, mm-hmm. in the forest, you know, yeah. you're an animal and like you could run away and go hide or you could be like, oh, it's probably nothing and stay there and then get eaten. <laughs> exactly. you know? So it yeah. is like this thing where we protect ourselves from yeah. these things that we are worried about. But mm-hmm. to the degree a lot of humans do it, it is a very kind of unhealthy yeah. mindset typically. It I is. saw this TikToker I th- or IG Reel. I'm not sure that I get confused with them. <laughs> vertical um, video. Some sort of vertical <laughs> video where this guy, he put it in such like existential terms and was like talking about depression being like the past or thinking about Mm. things in that way and then anxiety thinking about the future and he's Mm. just like he brought it into like time in general and he's like there is no past and there is no future which we have all heard he's like Mm -hmm. there really is just this moment now because Mm -hmm. he's like you're worrying about stuff in the future but it it's it's not real because mm-hmm. it's just time not simply not us. real. <laughs> exactly. We and stay here and time just goes. <laughs> yes. And it just like blew my mind. I was like, you're yeah. right. So like, even though, yes, you have to make plans and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He's talking in the big scheme of things. Like you have to really think about it. Like yeah. it's not real yet. So you only just literally have this moment. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so much easier said than it done. Is. Oh, hundred uh, <laughs> like, percent. Yeah. We're going to go home to tonight and probably stress over something. hundred yep. percent. The minute I put my head on the pillow, I'm like, and let's consider any bad thing yeah. that could ever happen in <laughs> well, my entire life. You also have it like twofold now yeah. that you have a child. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Which I can yeah. only imagine the level of anxiety and stress that comes with being yeah. responsible for a living. Because it's heart one is thing, in that child. Yeah. It's one thing to be stressed and anxious about yourself yeah. and the things that that could impact you or your partner because you care about them. But having a child is, you know, another to throw another cliched phrase out there. It's like having a part of you out walking around in the world. That you only have so much control over. Exactly. You really can't, um, you can't do anything about it. And and it's just uh, the ultimate exercise in relinquishing a degree of control mm-hmm. yeah. that I'm a very control-oriented person. It's, most of my anxiety comes from a lack of control. Like I constantly get 
like videos that are like about how mm-hmm. I get anxiety if I have to go somewhere and I don't know what the parking situation <laughs> oh, sure. is. Dude, yeah. oh my God. Because that <laughs> is such an, I don't know why that's like an inherently millennial it's a thing. anxiety. I, before I go somewhere, I always Google what parking lots nearby. Menus, I want to know what my yep. option, like yeah. uh, it is. Not and dealing it, with that I think for, for us, and I don't know if it's, ju- if it's particular to our generation because I don't know why, if it was like all the different chaos and change during the years when we were kids but it is very much a control thing where Mm -hmm. it's where i can i'm going to find the little parts of life that i can control and i'm going to zero in on those things and that is what's going to give me a sense of like empowerment and and if i also some sort of peace Peace, because it just adds so much more stress when you're like even if you're not running late and you can't find parking and then you do get more stressed Mm -hmm. out and it's just a buildup of these tiny little stressors and then anxiety and then then coming with a plan yeah Yeah. and again that's i've talked about on a previous episode of not living in fear Mm -hmm. and like still living your life but being prepared yes for things as they come Mm -hmm. um well speaking of the future (laughs) great i have a a fun would you rather question which i want to access you guys um and oftentimes I daydream about what life looks like if I ever like mm. am able to retire into some blissful. Well, this is every day state. for me. Every day, <laughs> every single day. Let's so talk about it. This is a, a would you rather mm. of place you would rather retire to. Oh, okay. okay. Either <laughs> living in a small cottage like place overlooking rolling hills in the forest, or in a beautiful modern mansion along the beach. I think we both we, need to just I look at Barbara. Through, okay. Yeah, Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> Unless you're different than Jessica and I, it's the cottage. The cottage. Yes. You know what's so yeah. funny about yeah. this? I know when I picked this yeah. question to, to ask you guys, five years ago, Barbara, beach. Inter- I, that's, yeah. that's what I would have okay. ex- so, someone expected. Yeah. It's like, okay. I feel like you are like... You like the beach? I, I we know I don't like the beach. We know I don't like <laughs> sand, the beach. Sand, sand, sunburning. the ocean, as I've expressed my deep fear of the ocean. <laughs> it's terrifying. And everything in it. Yeah. It's not my business to be there. I shouldn't yeah. be there. Um, I like the beach from a distance in pictures. Sure. But I don't need to be on it or in it. Especially um, like all the time, mm, every day. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't want to live on the beach. Sure. Um, but you, I do feel like, I, I know that. Like you, I think in the past I've talked about you like the water I and the ocean to, and the sun. Years ago, you know? I was, it was my dream to buy a house on the beach wow, and live on the beach nice. and be able to use the beach every day. Yeah. And like go swimming anytime I want, lay on the, like mm-hmm, sunbathe mm-hmm. every time, anytime I want. But I think the, as the, I've gotten older mm-hmm. or maybe more mature, I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. And I'm just like. <laughs> I just want like a cozy mm-hmm. little place and okay. I want to be able to like go into like for walks and hike and yeah. forage and mm-hmm. do all that stuff. Maybe have my own garden. Yeah. Kate Winslet's house and the in, holiday. In the, I knew that was exactly what also It might be a little too small for me. I love You've yeah. been to the Cotswolds. Right? I have. Yeah. Yes. I mean, okay. I've even talked about it. Yeah. yeah. Like I will. Yeah, I took so long trying to find the perfect cottage on the Airbnbs, mm-hmm. Verbo, um, all, all of the them. services. Yeah. All the services mm-hmm. because. I knew I was only going to spend like two or three days there and I needed it to feel like 100% the way that I wanted it to, mm-hmm. like you see in the movies, the mm-hmm. cottage in the movies and stuff. And um, the first one, the first time I did it, I got that experience. The second time, I didn't do enough research on the surroundings of the ah. cottage. And so it was very like a lot of roads. Was and, it too like oh. city-ish? Kind of. It was still, it was in Stowe on the Wald, which is one of the Cotswolds oh, uh, towns, but it just like... There was a lot of like construction around, oh, I guess. Not yeah. quite the idyllic yeah. point and yeah, yeah, far quiet. removed experience you'd been hoping for. Yeah. yeah. And I had a car too. So I was like, oh. man, I could have actually like found, I just should have done a little bit more Driving research. Driving on the other side of the road. Yes. <gasps> which was insane to me. Yeah. Definitely. I, I am a very confident driver. Mm. Um, so 
when we went over, I was like, I'm the one driving. I looked at it more of a challenge than just like a, oh, I'm going to shit myself. Um, (laughs) I only ran over one curb. I thought you were going to say pedestrian. (laughs) I I only ran over pause there. One old woman. (laughs) I've heard she's fine. She was on her way out anyway. One curb. Okay. Yeah, one curb. And then, um, thank God, like Devin was in the car holding the maps because we also mm. don't know where we're going. Sure, yeah. Um, where during uh, my first uh, roundabout, um, <laughs> I like how you say roundabout as if it's a British term and that we don't have them here. <laughs> rotary. I was going to say rotary. rotary. I'm curious if they even call them roundabouts. Rotary, roundabout. <laughs> well, on the yeah. maps, she called them roundabouts. Oh, okay. So I don't, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Get in the comments. You know, uh, I yeah. know, right? British, you, you yeah. know, UK <laughs> watchers, viewers. But no, and like I saw, so they have the lines on the street just like we do here but i mm. guess i missed something and i started like going into the car next to me and he beeps <gasps> at me <gasps> nothing we didn't hit each other it was all fine but sure I, but <laughs> like, i'm american yeah i was like they must know i'm american they could just like spot you i feel and i was like yes but then i finally got the hang of it and yeah. i also drove three different vehicles wow. because we were in oh three gosh. different places and had to rent three different cars one you. was a mercedes wow. benz oh so fancy. Right. I didn't know any of the technology. I wouldn't know how to drive that in the U.S. I, no, <laughs> I was just like, what are all these knobs? The it was so... Oh, knobs. All the knobs. All the knobs so because it's knobs. a high-tech yeah. car. No, and I mean, like, yeah. A 2023 car. So I was like, I just want a normal, like, Toyota yeah. <laughs> Camry. Yeah, give me a Honda Accord, please. <laughs> anything. Um, oh and then, gosh. of course, on the when I was at Did the they give you, like, a lorry? What was your other vehicle? No, the you other a, one, yeah. I told them, I was like, can you be, give me a small car when I was in the Cotswolds? And they yeah. gave me a damn SUV. Oh. And I was like, this oh, is... God. Hard to maneuver if yeah, you're not used hard. to it. Yeah, it was hard. So I was praying to God the entire time, wow. and he was there for me. <laughs> he came <laughs> through. Happened. No pedestrians. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she, she was there. No pedestrians were harmed on your Cotswolds adventure. So, okay. But so you you have changed your mind from being a mansion on the beach. To... Which I think would still be a, a very fun way to live. Sure. sure. Although yeah. I have noticed, so Trevor and I love to watch yeah. like house tours and like mm. these big luxurious places yeah. just to like love looking at people's houses. Well, we also <laughs> just like to be like, that's ugly. <laughs> or like, why would they decorate that room that way? As we sit there eating our breakfast. <laughs> Ew. Um, yeah. But I realized that like, especially with he and I not sure of our like future plans mm. and of like if we want to have a family or not, if it's mm-hmm. just going to be me and him, mm-hmm. which is been the way we've been leaning mostly mm-hmm. i'm just like for two people yeah if you have that big of a place what do you do with it like it seems like such a waste of of so many resources yeah. and like space and everything like that i think about that when i see celebrities homes celebrity yeah. homes yeah. yeah which is often it just creeps me out frankly i mean maybe yeah. this is how you know i didn't grow up in mansions but i'm yeah. like so many empty rooms yeah. like someone rooms. could be hiding there's in a there. ghost like, yeah. yeah i'm like yeah. i don't know that's very much my mentality is like i get the times that i have been home alone as an adult mm-hmm. like without my partner without Dan, like it, the house feels weirdly and we're not in a big house yeah. like we're in a yeah. small house yeah. but it's still and like, i'm like oh, i do God, have this why? yeah it's so weird like <laughs> yeah. being in an empty house by yourself maybe i'm sure a lot of people really like it but to me like yeah the idea of being in a, a big house with a lot of you know barely used rooms is Some just so probably, wasteful we, we watch and, these videos and yeah. we're like i bet you no one has ever touched that room. yeah that, no one's yeah. sat on this that sitting furniture. room in the yeah. lobby here yeah. uh, of the downstairs lobby that yeah no and that's like in. you're the kardashian family which they run their freaking business out of their sure. home and so they have like a giant like industrial kitchen i don't know if you've seen their pantries or their kitchens but, but it's just like insane so they have like crew yeah. in their house constantly oh so i'm like yeah. okay i guess maybe that makes sense but if you don't have a crew like them <laughs> yeah. i don't know I, I was like, either if yeah. you have like a, a 
family. A large family. uses the rooms. Or if, like, you have a lot of friends and parties and stuff that you use these spaces for. But I just can't, like, I, in my mind, my ideal living situation is, like, a nice big bedroom with Mm -hmm. a nice big bathroom. Mm -hmm. And then, like, two extra bedrooms. Mm -hmm. Maybe three, actually. Because I want (laughs) my office, Trevor's Mm -hmm. office, and then... I've always dreamed of having a whole room for a closet. Oh my gosh. Oh, nice. like a closet you've seen, room. You can, yes. You've seen those YouTube closet tours. Right? Yeah. They, yeah. They and exist. It's, it's not that I need a big yeah. closet. It's just having like a whole space yeah. where you could change yeah. and like have yeah. a full length mirror and all that Your stuff. Your space. I think the reason I like, I mean, there's a lot of reasons I like the idea of the cottage with the forest and the, you know, isolation. Um, <laughs> a lot of Keyword isolation. <laughs> Keyword away from the hustle and bustle and yes, anxiety. The rat race. Um, but I do think like, oh, I think you and I have talked about this, like a version that I would love that I've seen a lot of people talking about is like you get like a giant plot of land with your friends or your family yes. and you all have your own houses but yes. you're like walkable to yes. each other my dream that is That's incredible like, I just want walkable areas the only know? thing keeping me from obviously not the only thing but yeah. one of the major things keeping me from ever moving away from mm-hmm. Austin is like these. this is where all my friends are friends. Yeah, I just want to be close to my friends and close mm-hmm. to the people I yeah. like and want to hang out with mm-hmm. and I'm like man could we all just like move to Vermont oh yeah and oh, just buy some land yes. together. Find a little plot of land together. I, I'm going to get the the numbers wrong. Someone can find the actual study or whatever it was from. But I feel like I read something that was saying um, they've done studies and that the your, like, quality of life, your quality of happiness improves, like, 50%, maybe more, when you live within five miles of, like, of close friends. friends. Yes. Yeah, of close friends yeah. or family. Um, yeah. And that it makes such a meaningful difference mm-hmm. on just the quality of your life, your sense of fulfillment, yeah. your sociability or engagement with other people mm-hmm. and part of the struggle is like yeah if you are if if the only option you have are to be near your friends is in these highly congested expensive hot hot yeah. places <laughs> it kind of cuts your options a little bit short so yeah, yeah that's i think why I like the cottage in the woods with yeah if i could like have close friends to each other. yeah but for, like nearby like i don't yeah. know that i want like a full-on hansel and gretel situation where i'm like completely like, alone and like, isolated you know, it's drive down the road yeah. or something yeah. yeah on horseback yeah. if yeah. i could take a horse horseback and get to somebody's donkey, house that'd be great something like that. that and then um, but they still had all of uber eats and, and like that all is, those things that available that's the trade-off are you willing to, <laughs> as you grow your own vegetables, Barb, yeah. like become your own, you know, total chef? And oh, yeah, there's always, there's always sacrifice. But yeah, the idea, just the idea of it is is quite lovely. I like that study yeah. that you bring up because I'm going to bring up another study mm. that I don't know who it's by or really this We're specific. So this is the best. This is the best way to provide um. studies <laughs> is when you go. I don't remember who wrote it, where it's I read it. Numbers, but someone will find the citation. Yeah, but yeah. and I think we all know this because we are like. We as humans are very um, uh, community oriented. Mm, That's just how we also evolved and everything. Mm -hmm. But yeah, study done just at the end. I think it was just like interviewing people that are at the end of their lives. Mm. And of course, it always came down to community. Mm -hmm. And it's really just about the people you love and Mm -hmm. the stories you tell, Mm -hmm. which stories are are huge, just like community based Mm -hmm. situation. We told stories around the campfire Mm -hmm. and everything. And um, yeah, because sometimes it, it does get so hard when you think about like, what is my next career move? Mm-hmm. What house am I going to buy? What am I doing when really I'm like, I need to I take friends? a minute. Yeah. yeah. I need yeah. to take a damn minute and like remember in the end what is most important for me and what does happiness look like and success yeah. look like and all of that, which has been a real crisis mm-hmm. in my life right now. Just thinking yeah. all those things recently. Yeah. So My Nana would always say about money and and material things she would say it's good to enjoy while you're Mm -hmm. here because she would always say you can't take it with you yes so she was like 
it was very much something I thought a lot about when I was younger, where she was like, life is to be lived and to be enjoyed and to Use be them. shared. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's the same thing we're talking about with like these mansions. It's like hoarding wealth. For what? For what? You mm-hmm. know? Like, like I understand it just, to a point of yeah. if you want to be wealthy to a point where you could live and not have to worry about income mm-hmm. and having a job and, you know, things that might stress you out in terms of mm-hmm. just trying to get by. Yeah. But like anything over that, it yeah. just seems so excessive and unnecessary yeah. to me. Yeah. Fellow yeah. succession washers. Like that's <laughs> yeah. when you yeah. think about I'm not yeah. gonna spoil, but like the way yeah. the whole sort of argument around that show is like after at a certain point of wealth and a certain point of power you're gonna die and then what now like what have you what what was it it. for you know did you actually enjoy the life you had and so it is one of those things that again we're getting existential and old here um but the older you get yeah i think you think about that kind of stuff of like what are the things that actually bring me happiness what are the things that you know are are meaningfully um important to me that yeah. that bring me satisfaction and are going to be with me longer it's such in a life. hard balance though mm-hmm. because you know on one hand you're trying to save up for retirement mm-hmm. so that when you, so you can live want to retire yeah. you could live with yeah you know within the means that you are living in without yeah. having to stress about income anymore because mm-hmm. you're retired mm-hmm. but then you're also like well i want to use the money i'm making yeah. now on yeah. the things that i want to enjoy now while i can enjoy yeah. them mm-hmm. yeah like travel like yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, while you have the body to to do it and physically, yeah, you're yeah. able to like my again another study I found. And I don't know anything else. <laughs> don't about ask it, us for citations. But, no, actually, um, someone find them, please. No, yeah, yeah someone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think you guys might have seen this too, where there's a lot of like millennials and mm-hmm. Gen Z that are actually spending their money now and not really saving as much as yeah. maybe our you know mm-hmm. uh, parents did. Yeah, and it comes down to where they're like, yeah, I want to travel the world now when I'm young and able to just like do all the mm-hmm. things versus when I'm old and, and have I have like a double energy replacement I'm wearing a diaper <laughs> Can't walk around all day yeah, yeah. exactly like yeah. when I went to Ireland yeah. for the first time I went to the Blarney Stone walked up the little mm-hmm. castle thing which is very very tiny narrow mm-hmm. stairs and there was an older couple there oh. I think like in their 60s maybe but one of them had like a knee replacement and couldn't yeah. do the stairs oh. so she couldn't go up <gasps> oh. and I just thought to myself I'm like this is why we need to we need yeah. to travel like I'm young yeah. just mm-hmm. why I was freaking do it yeah I don't know Trevor and I are going to go to Scotland in, <gasps> uh, in November. Oh, my gosh. That's so exciting. Yeah. My that's first time ever. <gasps> it's beautiful. I, I studied it, abroad yeah. there. I can't that's wait. Gorgeous. I'm going to live, live – well, I don't think we're staying in any, like, Airbnbs, but I'm still going to live my cottage dream. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you are. Savor that. It is. Oh, it's God. the eternal struggle of life of balancing the need to actually be a living human who has, like, bodily needs and needs a roof and, fu- and food. Sigh. And then actually do fulfilling things. It's, you know, the struggle of capitalism. It is. Yes. sure is you know all right well let's so. get into some of our listener yeah. struggles um so these questions we have taken from our email address which is always open at roosterteeth.com you could send in your questions we would of course love to hear from you and answer them on the show as always all right so here is our first question so me a 27 year old female and my boyfriend 33 year old male um he has a three-year-old daughter he doesn't see She was an oopsie from a fling, and he's never wanted kids. His mom loves her, and she's at all the family gatherings. But in almost two years we've been seeing each other, he's seen his daughter maybe three times. He insists he doesn't know how to interact with kids, and he feels resentment towards the baby's mother for going through with the pregnancy, so he doesn't really like seeing her. Silly, as it obviously takes two to tango. He's a sweet and caring person otherwise, but this is something that nags at the back of my brain. I think he needs to decide once and for all if he wants to be around, especially as she's going to start forming memories. Obviously, that's up to him, and I can't push him to make a decision, but I just want 
him to at least think about what he's going to do. What can I do or say, or do I just need to accept it if I'm going to continue dating him? So she's 27, he's 33, Mm -hmm. has a three-year-old daughter with someone who I guess he had a Mm -hmm. one-night stand with, fling, whatever it was. Um, He didn't want kids, but she went through with the pregnancy. Um, And yeah, doesn't know what to do. Yeah. I love that she's asking that question of, what what was her question? Her last question was, how do I... What could I do or say... Or do I just need to accept it if I'm going mm-hmm. to continue dating I think him? The, I think the question we're, we kind of need to address is like, what is her primary concern with her partner? Mm. Is it that she inherently feels he should be present in his daughter's life and right. it makes her uncomfortable? There's a degree of the Getting nagging at her is like, I feel like he should be a part of her life and I don't know how comfortable I am with the fact that he's not. Like maybe mm-hmm. she's putting herself in that woman's shoes yeah. of like, if mm-hmm. I had a one night stand with a guy and I got pregnant, yeah. and mm-hmm. this is the situation. And so, but it's interesting to me that that's sort of the question is like, how do I address with him that he he needs to make a choice, right? I think that's her main question is yeah. that, you know, he needs to decide if he is going to be a part of his child's life or not. And what's interesting to me is that from what she's described, I would argue he already has made that mm-hmm. choice. If he's only seen his child three like times, three times and holds in, in three, almost three years, yeah, yeah. And, and has a degree of like doesn't like being around yeah. the child because of the connections he has to the the fact of how they were, you know, they mm-hmm. came into the world. Mm-hmm. That to me says he's already made his choice of not being an active parent right. or person in that child's life. So I don't know what choice she really needs him to make other than, you know, I, I guess the one thing I'm not sure on is the mother. Like it says the mother's always, is it the the child's mother I or so. her boyfriend's mother? Uh, she, it's, I think it's the child's mother. The number one kids, his mom loves her and she's his at all the family her. gatherings. So I don't know if that means like the boyfriend's mother. That's the sense. That the, was the what I was getting. Mom. Yeah, yeah it, I see. Which, that makes it even more complicated. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> like, grandma wants to be involved, but the father doesn't. Father doesn't so, yeah. you know, you'll, you'll yeah. probably, I mean, you guys will both probably yeah. agree with this, but the fact that you have a child, I mm-hmm. feel like when you bring a child into this world, I don't care if it was an oopsie mm-hmm. or not. Like it does, like she said, takes two to tango. Yep. It's like, well, you have this child and they did not ask to be brought into this world. Yep. And so you do meet, need to make a decision on whether you're going to be there for that child or not, because as we can see, as mental health mm-hmm. is way more prevalent now than it ever was, mm-hmm. when you don't have, when you have like a parent that's in and out of your life mm-hmm. and you don't know whether they love you or not or that they're there for you, it really does cause some issues and it's yeah. not fair to them. Yeah. yeah. And so he needs to make a decision, which I agree that he already has. He yeah. just needs to like stick to it and yeah. support her, whether that's financially oh, or yeah, in other ways. There, I'm hoping there's some child support yeah. involved in this yeah. scenario. Yes. Because that. I can't imagine being mm-hmm. a single mother trying to yeah, absolutely, in that yeah, absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. I I agree. I think it's definitely one of those things where having a clear. I think that's what I'm getting the sense from this. The person who wrote in is that she's really looking for him to set a clear boundary mm-hmm. yeah. of like, I am going to just not be a part of her life, and and I'm not going to expect her to call me dad. Like, mm-hmm. and I think it, she may be looking for clearer delineations of I will not communicate with her at all or i will send her a birthday card once a year or like yeah she maybe it sounds like she just wants like the terms of what he's willing to do for his child Mm -hmm. but i think what i don't think she explicitly says but i think is the root of her concern here is she may not feel that that's 
the I think right. it bothers her. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it, it reads like, it like yeah. she's saying, should I just kind of accept this mm-hmm. and let him kind of do what he wants to do with his daughter? Um, because ultimately, yes, it's true. He is going to be the one who gets to decide what his relationship is for better or worse with his child. But you are with him. So you're going to be, you know, a, a proxy to that. Right. And it sounds like at the end of the day, I think she there is a degree of she's not necessarily comfortable with the fact that that is the stance he's taken. Right. And so it shows a lot about the person's yeah. character, in my opinion. But yeah. And I think I don't know. And again, we're we're reading heavily between the lines. There's also only so much context. Right. And exactly. Like that, yeah. So if this person is listening and maybe we are touching on some of their, you know, underlying anxieties around this dynamic Mm -hmm. i think the actual thing that probably should happen is i don't know how direct you've been with your partner about your feelings on the matter yeah but i feel like probably you need to talk to them about how you feel about their Mm -hmm. relationship with their child because it does affect it does and they don't say whether they want children in the future it's Mm -hmm. very clear he doesn't he said he didn't um so it's we don't know if you're someone who's interested in having a family and that's also what makes you anxious very true um so i think there's some self-reflection that this person probably is doing um that needs to turn into like a conversation with them it's also i think like and and from my perspective it seems like the the girl who wrote in maybe feels like you either have to be in or out like mm-hmm. it's very black and white in this situation and mm-hmm. i feel like may like not every situation is for everybody like everyone could work out a system that works for that particular scenario so like maybe your boyfriend and this woman who has the child the with mother, him yeah maybe she's totally fine with him yeah. just like popping in popping and out. In out like every few months or years or whatever just like mm-hmm being present in that way because like they clearly do not have a relationship anymore yeah and there's maybe uh, like nothing they have together in that sense Mm -hmm. but i don't know like this is a very very tough one because on one hand you could say like Mm -hmm. oh yeah he clearly doesn't want to be this kid's dad he doesn't want anything to do with this situation so like yeah he should pay his child support and then live his life and not be something in there but maybe it's a situation that works out for them of yeah. him being involved in a very limited capacity. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's where it's like the answer is you probably need to address what it is that's – I think she said nagging. Nag- yeah. yeah, it's something that's – Nags at the back of the brain. At the back of their mind constantly, which means it is a concern for them. And so I think they need to assess what it is they feel like they want from their partner because ultimately like at the end of the day their partner's relationship with their child and their child's mother is something that they get to decide um and you are certainly impacted by that choice Mm -hmm. which is where you have to express what you're comfortable with and what you're willing to be a party to Mm -hmm. um but you kind of the only thing you can do is kind of just be honest with with him about what you are comfortable, you know, being being a part of. Um, and I think it's more about them setting their own sort of expectations for what that relationship looks like. Yeah. I'm a child of divorce. And so, like, mm. all I keep, like, hearing in my brain right now is just, like, do whatever is best for the child. The child. Yes. Yep. And, like, I currently have a situation in my life going on. This I'm not related to this person at all, mm. but I'm watching this happen as the little girl is four years old now and the dad is not allowed to see her for the mm. past year and a half. And mm. though these types of conversations are coming up right now as far as like, when is he going to get his shit together? And if he is going to get his shit together, like we're trying to get it out of him as in like, mm. are you going to be there for her? Because if you, because there is a, a thing where yeah. it's just like deep down, we can kind of tell like, I don't know if he mm-hmm. wants to 
be there for her in, in mm. the father capacity that we all thought would happen. Because mm-hmm. again, same situation. Yeah. It was a um, an, an oopsie, I guess. Wasn't mm-hmm. planned. Yeah. And so, and I think he might even not like the answer. If he were to look inward, mm. I, don't, I don't think he'd like the answer as far as like, maybe it is, no, I don't want to be yeah. in that position. And maybe that's for the better. Yeah. And hey, you know? you're right. Maybe that is. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that'll that just be a, a, a new way of life for that child. And who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, we're all raised with different but but i think when it's crazy and mixed and you don't know what's going on it causes like chaos Mm. and the household and it's just like it's also like i wonder what the circumstances of him seeing this child were like was Mm -hmm. it like for a birthday party Mm -hmm. or like is it because he feels guilty for not coming to see the kid so he does it out of guilt Mm -hmm. or is it desire and he said his mom like mom if we're we're understanding the quite yeah the submission correctly it sounds like the grandmother yeah Mm -hmm. is like loves the kid so and that again i like i think it comes down to as long as the mother of the child and he Mm -hmm. have like come to a conclusion together on what's Mm -hmm. best for their child like that may look different for them that maybe he's like what up i'm your cool detached not present (laughs) dad and the kid will be like all right bob like you know if you if if that's what and and there's a lot of different family dynamics out there so like if if the if the mother is very open with their child of like you know, this is the person who helped me conceive you, but they're not really your dad in the traditional sense. And they may get remarried and have like a dad who is like yeah. their actual yeah. father figure mm-hmm. dad. And they mm-hmm. may not need that from Bob or, you know, whoever <laughs> he is. And so I think, again, what we're getting at, I think, you know, in a very roundabout way is that like, it's very, it's nice that this person is thinking about the dynamic between this yeah. this family that yeah. she's t- like, I don't even want to say tangentially. She is you know related to yeah it does impact her Mm -hmm. but i think she can only i'm very like i think a lot about we can only control what is within our ability to control and she can't change the mother or the child or the father's relationships to each other all she can do is tell him what she's comfortable with and what concerns she might have Mm -hmm. about how that relationship impacts their relationship she can't dictate what their relationship looks like she can only dictate on how that relationship impacts her own with Mm -hmm. him Mm -hmm. Um, so as long as she can talk to him about that and as long as she can reflect and be like does this bother me because I personally don't think this is the right way to act with a child. And that makes me question the type of person he is. And I don't think I can be with someone that I don't align with in that way. That's, that's about your or if he does want to be a full-time father to this kid right mm-hmm. what does that look that's like that's okay yeah. with mm-hmm. me or mm-hmm. like right. I, you know. yep so i think it does it comes down to their relationship yeah. what it means for them and i think that's just them having probably if they haven't already a conversation about what that means for them in yeah. the long term yeah Put it so but, well yeah eh? for sure <laughs> yeah you Both know. of y'all so articulate. Well, thank you for your question. Yeah. Um, let's get into we have time for another one. Yeah. We'll do one more. Fall is here, and I don't know about y'all, but this is always one of the busiest times of the year for me. The last thing I want to do after a long day is spend hours preparing a quality meal for myself in the kitchen. Well, thankfully, Factor, which happens to be America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You can choose from over 35 meal options every week, and they even have limited-time-only fall-flavor meals like cranberry pecan chicken and apple Dijon pork chops. The chicken pot pie pasta is one of my new favorites. I tried it recently. It was delicious. The sun-dried tomato chicken is amazing. They even have butter chicken. Everything is amazing and so fast to make as well. 
This October, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Head to factormeals.com slash open50 and use the code open50 to get 50% off. That's code open50 at factormeals.com slash open50 to get a whopping 50% off. Websites nowadays are full of third-party trackers that analyze your traffic to find out what you do online. The truth is that what you do online is your business. And that's why picking a VPN that will keep your browsing private is crucial. Luckily, NordVPN is the fastest VPN on the market that has over 5,800 servers in 60 countries. In case you don't already know, a virtual private network or VPN connects your internet connection and online privacy by creating an encrypted tunnel for your data online. It hides things like your IP address to keep your private information private. NordVPN also defends you from everyday online cyber threats and malware and trackers before they could harm your devices. Exclusive for you guys, grab the NordVPN deal at nordvpn.com slash always open and get an extra subscription time. Try it risk-free now with 30-day money-back guarantee. Thanks again to NordVPN for sponsoring the show. Go check them out. They're wonderful. So this question reads, my husband and I are 30 years old and live 15 minutes away from our families. My husband's mom is only 25 years older than us. Mm. We've always gotten along. Over the years, I've noticed that her friend group is always in their early 30s. She has almost no friends her own age, which is weird. She's very <laughs> friendly and always inviting us to hang out, go out for dinner, etc. My concern is that she has been guilting us into hanging out with her in recent years, mm. even going as far as outright asking if she's invited to my husband's 30th birthday party. <laughs> even though we are spending the entire day before his birthday party with them so they could celebrate with him. He doesn't want his parents at the party because it's his chance to see old friends and let loose a bit. Hard to do when your parents are there. Fair. (laughs) I have an older mom, and although Mm. we are close, we are not what I would consider friends. Mm -hmm. So this situation is odd to me. How do we politely set a boundary between us and my mother-in-law so that we (laughs) could be friendly when we do see her, but also make it clear that she needs friends her own age? (laughs) Sincerely trapped in a cycle of guilt and frustration. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great funny. question. Yeah. <laughs> oh that's man, funny. that's so fun. That's no, it's not fun. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's coming from a place of of, of uh, good humor. Yes, you know, yeah, it, it yes. does it does seem like they genuinely like their yeah. mother in law. Yeah, um, it's more just like. <laughs> I like you, but I don't need to be with but you like, all mom. the time. Yeah, you're yeah. my mother-in-law you're slash my mom. You, my mom you if have it's... birthed me from your vagina. Yeah, it's I also a different like, dynamic. I wonder what the dynamic between the mother and the son was when yeah. like, he was growing up. Yeah, because mm. I imagine she wasn't friends with his friends yeah. while he was like a teenager, early 20s. Yeah. Maybe it's now that they're in their 30s. Mm-hmm. It's a little more like, oh, well, now we're both adults. Kind of similar yeah. adult. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, to be fair, I have friends who are younger than me and older than me. Mm-hmm. I have friends in, like, a wide different mm-hmm. array of uh, ages and stages of their lives. Um, a lot of that is because of, like, you work with different people yeah. and you just become friends with coworkers who have different ages. But I wouldn't say all of my friends are older than me or younger than me. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. like, I think that's the I think that's the, the thing that is um, maybe stands out to them. It's like, why is she only, you know, seeking friendship with people in the same age range as her son? Um, and I don't know, again, like, we don't know what her work arrangement's like. Like, does she work at, like, a tanning salon or something? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what's like her, where do young where? people work? I can't yeah. tell you where they <laughs> yeah. do, but... Um, you know, maybe like you can, I, I don't want to, you know, assume she's going out and like going only 30 year olds can be my friend. Yeah. She's probably not um, making that choice. But yeah. It seems like she gravitates, question, she gravitates towards, towards that. And that so, but I mean, I mean, I, I don't even, we were laughing cause I think 
they already know the answer, which yeah. is you just have to set to some, ba- you got to set some boundaries I do of what's, think so. you know, comfortable. I um, think that the son needs to talk to his I mom. Agree. It's definitely, I agree. I agree. think that pressure I should agree. be put on 100% you. 100%. As um, the, the as this daughter-in-law. Yes. Yeah. Because that I could agree. put you and your mother-in-law in an awkward position yeah. versus yep. like if it's coming from her son. 100%. Being like, I yeah. love you, but I also like. I want to get drunk. Yeah. I want, yeah. It, and I, I don't want you there. A certain type of, like, I can't let loose in a certain type of way yeah. that I would like to yes. if my parents are there. And like, yeah. that has to be understood. Especially yeah. if they're close, if they're friends, I feel like, yeah. you know, there might be a, a level of like, oh, well, you could still let loose around me. And it's yeah. like, ah, I can't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, there's definitely friendship. Yeah. I have, um, my dad always told me this growing up. He was just like, I am, you know, your father. Mm-hmm. I'm not your friend. Yeah. Granted, yes, now that I'm older, <laughs> there have been many times where we've like drank together and all of that. Mm-hmm. But then he he knows this as yeah. my dad that is 65 years old. There is a, a limit and a line of when like, okay, I'm going to let you go out yeah. with your friends now yeah. because – I'm your father. There's just that like, and and it's so, I find it so cute and sweet. I'm sorry. Maybe that's not the right way to find it, that that the mom wants to like hang out with them in this way. It's like charming. I don't know why. It's it's cute. Um, Also a credit to the daughter-in-law that she clearly likes her daughter-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she wants to hang out with them. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, and like, it's interesting because I thought about my mom a couple times. So like my mom, again, my parents were divorced and my mom has always been like a young soul. So even Mm. though she's 62, she tells me all the time. She's like, all my friends are duds. I hope no one watches this. <laughs> oh, God. I hope they don't ever my see this episode. God. No, no, no. Yeah. We so can also say, cut that if you need us to. No, I think, I think it's fine. Yeah. I just, uh, okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> but she's like, all my friends are duds. Like, they don't want to go out with me. Like, even if my mom still sure. was married, yeah. she's still such a lively, bright, uh, just young soul type of person. Mm-hmm. And so... She, she may be more extroverted. They might be more introverted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I can see, I don't know if this woman, I don't know if my mom would go all the way to the 30s, but she definitely yeah. gravitates towards like women in their like 40s and even 50s yeah. too, just yeah. because they like go out. And even though my mom, yes, is in her 60s, she's just like, I still want to go out and do things. I'm still like having fun. Yeah. So there is that level of like, that's great, but you're still my mother though. Mm-hmm. And we, they're just right. in general, the way that the fa- families work and everything mm-hmm. is that sometimes there's lines. There's also like, I don't know. Maybe I, I guess I'm giving too much credit to human beings of having a certain level of awareness. Sure. I feel like if I was a 55-year-old woman <laughs> and I had a 30-year-old son and daughter-in-law, yeah. I'd be like, I don't think they're friends. Yeah. <laughs> Would necessarily want yeah. me hanging out at the birthday party. Yeah. You know, like just... maybe, you know, we still do stuff together and hang sure. out. But I'm just like, I don't know how she doesn't make yeah. that connection of like, this might be awkward for other people. Yeah. And people wouldn't be able to let loose as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like you don't want to like presume she's very lonely. Yeah. Um, Because it sounds like she has friends, you know? Like that's why it's – I also think it's like it's totally cool if she wants to hang out with a bunch of 30-year-olds. They don't have to be her 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 son's friends. I think it's because it's the birthday party. Yeah. Yeah. It seems that like that's more the issue than – And they're hanging out all day before the party too. Right. Which I think is a very nice thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's – I think at the end, like, I mean, we joke that like it always comes down to just communicate. But that's – I mean, I think in this case it is like it's – just in a very honest and loving way. Yeah. Being able to say, like, we like love you so much. We love hanging out with you. Um, but we do sometimes just want to hang out with our friends. Like, yeah. you know. My mom. You're my mom. Like, my I mom. want – sometimes I want to do stuff without you. And that's yeah. not because I don't love you. It's just because 
too much of a good thing is still too much, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I think it's just being honest with her and, again, coming from a place of love and a place of, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. Um, there might be a scenario, <coughs> bless, bless you, you, where she does get offended, does get upset. Yeah. But, like, there's only so many ways you could yeah. gently express a boundary you have. Yeah. And if someone doesn't take to that very well, like... It's not rules for them. It's it's yeah. your yeah. boundaries. Yeah. And so, like, I think if that is her reaction and, and it doesn't go very well, I think eventually, again, with time, yeah. mm-hmm. she'll understand yeah. and come mm-hmm. back. And it's mm-hmm. like, if it's important to you, I think you got to communicate it. Yeah. Be gentle about it. I think mm-hmm. kind of Hannah gave a good example mm-hmm. yeah. of, like, I love you, but. <laughs> love you so much. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I think that I, I hope that she would understand. And I think it's probably just one of those things that. As a mom, you love your kids. And you do. Especially yeah. if you, you think your kids hang, are cool and, and like nice hang out them. and not yeah. duds. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're going to yes. be like, I want to hang out. You guys are cool and I like your friends. Like, let's hang out. Yeah. You know? And I think if she is a young a young soul and an extrovert, like, she also just, to your point, Barb, like, maybe she's just not aware. And maybe it's yeah. the kind of thing that she's like, oh, didn't realize I was like, you know. Like, oh, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, okay. Totally like, get it. Totally. I'll give you, I'll give you a to, funny you know. example. Like, my sister is in a similar, like, she's actually reversed where she loves when my mom comes to hang out. Mm-hmm. So my my sister will invite my mom over to her house and my sister will invite like her best friend over. And um, her best friend likes, she's one of those people that just like likes to be naked. And she's always just ever since they were in nice. high school together, they're, they've been friends since they oh were like in intermediate school. And so um, they'll, they'll drink and have margaritas and then they'll start getting like really goofy and like, she'll just, you know, she'll be like, I'm going to go take a shower and just like run around the house naked. And my Hoops, mom is like, this is the friends. Yeah. They've known each other. Again, they're like I, sisters. They're just like, I'm, I'm <laughs> barely can't. naked in front of myself. Yeah. <laughs> You Same. know, like there's, I'm a never I'm not, I don't walk well, around naked in my own The idea place. that I would get <laughs> naked in front of anyone other than a doctor. <laughs> so, yeah. oh my God. But no, but then that's when my mom, yeah. no, my mom will then just be like, all right. Like she'll just know her time is done. She's like, because the clothes she's like, are coming is, off. It's yes, time for me like, to leave. Yeah. This is their like friendship girl time where I guess they'll just naked drinking margaritas together yeah. in the pool. Sure. Whatever. But that's when I was like, all right, time for me to go to bed. In there's the pool, like that yeah. line. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm just what like, I'm learning is I'm very boring, not <laughs> fun. Wow. Hey, well, man, you got a you got a kid now. You can yeah. be a cool, fun yeah. mom. Exactly. Well, I got to make yeah. sure I don't get too too fun. Don't encroach too much. You I know? think Uh-oh. if anything, you just know? clip this part of the podcast out and show it to her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you don't have the words, just, we get it. Do it for yeah, you. Just, yeah, just exactly. Yeah. Hey, I mean, mom, yeah. I love you. But you got to let me be with my friends. You got to let me have fun <laughs> yeah. with my friends. I, I am, we'll hang out after. Yeah. yeah. I am my, or you are your own person and we can be separate sometimes and live individual lives. Yeah. That's absolutely healthy and normal. Yeah. And yes. okay. Yes. 100%. Well, thank you. <laughs> I love that. All both for your <laughs> thank, wonderful thank advice. Thank you. And thank you for your question. Um, let us know how it goes. Yeah. I, love an <laughs> I do want to know. <laughs> I do too. I'm very curious. And uh, as a reminder, if you do have a question for us about anything, you could email that to always open at roosterteeth.com. All right, ladies. That's our episode <sighs> for today. Always a joy. Always a Always joy. So I fun. have the giggles now. Me too. I, I love it. Pleasure having you both on the <laughs> Thank show. Thank you. Um, Always. Make sure to check out both Hannah and Jessica on social media where they are here on roosterteeth.com <laughs> as well, where you can find all fun content that we've made over yeah. the years, including new stuff to come. Heck yeah. yeah. Um, and make sure you subscribe to the All Good Knowers YouTube channel. Come over on roosterteeth.com. Sign up there for first membership. 
Follow us on social media where we post clips of the show and other shows as well and do some other fun social series. And thank you for watching. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Yay. Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs>